Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. Warning. Warning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the weepy, the weepy. Welcome to the Crotch Shot Radio Show. Today, we, I am honored to have comedian Elizavi Castro. Um, he is a Puerto Rican comedian. And, uh, yeah, we're having fun. He's a, also, fun fact, he's a, he's a lawyer. And we'll be that, just, that's, a, that's a fun fact? Yeah, it is. That's a weird fact. That's, it, it's a fun That's a what? He's I, a what? Actually, a weird fact would be he's a cross-dresser on the weekends. I mean, but, you know. <laughs> no, that's a fun fact, right there. Oh, really? That would be a. Fun- <laughs> he, he's like he he play he plays charro on 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 the side, you know, for right. for spending money. That yeah, that would that would be a weird like word. That's how that's how I get my Christmas money. Oh well, there you go. So I mean, um, let me let's just jump right into it. Like my sister uh, Novi, she lives in uh, Chicago right now. And she told me about you because uh, I'm I'm pursuing a comedy and uh, a career a comedy and career. That's hey, you're off to a great start because that's funny. If you're pursuing a comedy and career, you're halfway there, bro. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you know, it's also uh, because um, you know I had a ex female friend that wanted me to quit my job. Yeah, right. You also got drama. 
Yeah. Two. You said you got material and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got an ex-female friend. That's that's awesome already. <laughs> oh, dude, she friends on me so hard. I was pretty much a service dog for her. Oh, yeah. True. She left you as a friend, a service dog for every other female that came after that. Yeah. She left a label on your forehead. Pretty you? much. Feel free to approach. Yeah, I'll be. Yeah, the, just don't pet me. I'm working. I'm making sure this chick don't jump <laughs> off a bridge or something. That's how bad it was. Yeah, at least I was able to go into like places that said no pets allowed. But uh, not bad. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, she she wanted me to quit uh, my my job so that way I could do comedy full time. But so my sister told me about you. You you are a criminal attorney. Yeah, I started out. Okay. As, I started out as a prosecutor, and uh, Boo, you know, bad, bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> started out as a prosecutor, but and uh, and I started writing my first show as a prosecutor as a means of escape, just to get mm-hmm. away from from the hassle. And and I found out uh, after a while that even though I liked it, I didn't necessarily like the prosecutorial side of it. That's a big word, bro. Prosecutorial. Don't ask me to spell it uh, okay. because I was I was really putting away a lot of my own people, mm. and, uh, and and you know I felt like their attorneys could have been doing a better job. Y como yo me creo mejor que todo el mundo, viste, como I think I'm better than everybody else. Yeah, I said, you know what, I should switch sides and uh, represent them better and take their money. So <laughs> I felt it was a win-win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, keep the money in, in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I switched, and I found that much more uh, challenging, rewarding, and uh, not, not just financially, but in terms of material. Because my people, uh, we we give we give the best material ever. So mm-hmm. that's why I developed the show Law and Disorder based on my time as a criminal defense attorney here in uh, Orlando, Florida. Do you still practice? I do. I practice, but on a part time, very limited basis. I do some criminal consultation mostly civil mm-hmm. um but it's touch and go uh i'm not in court every day it, it just i it can't, i can't do it with all the shows and the traveling and the rehearsing and and all that so i do it on a very limited basis because i i do enjoy it i enjoy the intellectual challenge of it right so if i'm not on stage uh being challenged by my audience uh, i'm in a courtroom uh challenging other people to keep up with me okay i mean this is probably like the probably the, the answer to this question is obvious but i'm going to ask it anyway what what do you find feeds your 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 soul more, practicing law or doing comedy? Hmm. What feeds my soul is, is practicing is comedy because mm-hmm. there's a certain uh, um, story that I I feel needs to be told in a certain language that I feel needs to be heard in, uh, which is our generation, right? Our generation is is very comfortable in both languages. We don't. We don't strictly watch Univision like our abuelitas and our madrinas do and our moms. Primo we don't impacto. just watch. Huh? Primo impacto. <laughs> right, right. That's not, that's not really us. We could, we could dig it we'll, we, you know, we, if we have to yeah. while we're babysitting our grandmother. We'll sit there and watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but then again, we don't really always watch BET and NBC. We, we exist in, somewhere in this, in this hybrid world that, that right. hasn't really catered to us. So I'm, I'm trying to feed that. Uh, that market that has been long neglected. I feel like I'm holding a rally. <laughs> yeah. Are you with me? Are you with me? I hear you. I hear you. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm paying attention. I'm taking. I'm gonna start taking notes. This is this is like a college course right now. We, we need to, we need to pass out flyers at the end of the at the end of the show. Yeah. Arriba, abajo, mandalo, mandalo, lienki, pa carajo. Wait, wait, well, wait, what? Oops. 
<laughs> Oops, did I just? Uh oh, young lords. Um, without, <laughs> without, get get the uh, homeland security, and they're like, oh, word, okay. I, I got a clean record. Don't mess it up. Yeah. So um. So you uh, so you got started in comedy to basically challenge yourself, and you were you you were just. Did you just like feel like zapped inside just practicing law, and it was like you needed an extra outlet? Yeah, because you know I did the law degree uh, mm-hmm. for my family. My family insisted mm-hmm. that I become somebody. Uh, period, just somebody, yeah. anybody. Uh, so they wanted me to be a lawyer, and I did that. I gave them the diploma, I gave them the degree, I gave them the, the profession, and then it was time for me to do, you know, me to yeah, do yeah. what made me happy, and um, and to fulfill that that need that I felt, like I said, that that needed to be fulfilled, which is entertainment. For the the kind of bicultural bilingual family, mm-hmm. has always been ignored. Yeah. So, uh, did did you go through the same thing that I went through? Like when I told my family I wanted to pursue stand up comedy, they're like, "Wait out, you know, be careful what you say. You know, you can't talk about this. You can't." They started putting rules, even though they don't understand how comedy works. If that's if that's if that's how your family reacted, you you're lucky. Oh, really? I told my family I was going to do that, and they were like, ah, what do you know? Ah, what do you know? Calmate. Okay? You're not that funny. Right? Oh, yeah. No. Which is why which is why haters have never really phased me, because I was raised around them. You know? <laughs> In my family, if you said you wanted to do anything outside of the norm, you were, you know, classified as not good. You know what I mean? Mira, hey, I was thinking of being an artist. Ah, you're going to be an artist. You're not going to be the worst. You don't say why don't you be blank and then you'd have to do what they say so that you wouldn't be criticized. So when I told them that's what I wanted to do, they simply said no. Because I think it's partly out of ignorance, right? They don't know anything about that. So I want to be a comedian. And to them, a comedian is putting on a a clown outfit, putting some makeup and blowing balloons at a kid's birthday party. Either that or why don't you be like a Chapalín Colorado or... Okay? Oh, what did he die? You want to replace him? No, 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 no. Why don't you be a lawyer? So after a while, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you just to stop them from criticizing, you do what they say. Yeah, just to like shut them up. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I get it all the time. I mean, that's why, you know, I, I, I pretty much do this, you know, as a defiance. Like go to open mics. In fact, do do you do open mics? Do you like practice your stuff, or how, I mean, how do you prepare for a show? Uh, I started doing I started doing open mics in the beginning because that was the conventional way, mm-hmm. right? But I I I'm I'm just I'm unorthodox, you know. I'm very unconventional. Oh, you're Jewish I too. I write I write one no. man shows. So what I do is. Technically, the way you're supposed to do it is you develop five minutes here, ten minutes there, and you put it all together. You got an hour and a half. Yeah. But como yo soy medio bruto, I like to do things difícil. Um, I write an hour and a half, sometimes two hour shows, and I rehearse them to death. I sharpen them, I edit them to death. I feel like I know what's gonna work, and then I just, I just jump. So mm-hmm. I don't even take my clothes off. I me, me tiro al hondo, en lo frío. Um, sometimes the pool's got barely any water, but right. and then while I'm in there, then I adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the show, you know, gets better as it goes along. But I, I don't test it out really. I just I spend a lot of months writing, and then I jump. 
Wow. That that's and brave. I've, I've written six shows that way. Wow, that's brave. That's brave. I mean, me, I, I, I would have to go to an open mic to test it out, test it out, uh, like rewrite, 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 yeah. rearrange. But you just you, you pretty much write as you're doing the show. No, I, I you know, I'll, I'll write if let's say I'll sit down and I'll write for six, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And then for the next seven weeks, I'm editing. And then for the next three to four weeks, I'm rehearsing mm-hmm. and memorizing. And then I just launch it. So in the in the meantime, maybe I'm saying a few pieces here and there to some people around me, mm-hmm. but I never get in front of a mic and do 10, 20 minutes of it. I just have a feel for what I want to do. And then I have a, a feel for how it's going. And then, but it's, it's a process that I've gotten used to, right? Mm-hmm. Some people don't work that way. It's just this is the way I work. If I stop every 10 minutes to test it, I'd never get done. Hmm. You know, I, I would just I, I'd be going crazy because los shows mio they're not a collection of jokes. My shows are more of a message that I'm trying to convey, and I'm using humor as a vehicle. I see. Amen, hallelujah. It's like I'm preaching. Right. Yeah. So right. if I have a point to make, I make sure I make it. But along the way, I'm going to make you laugh at it. All right, um, but um, how do you know that? How you know your your jokes are going to be well received by the audience? I mean, do you? You, you. Uh, I think you mentioned that you, you adjust as you're doing the show live. Uh, there's always an adjustment live. Right, right, right. There's always, you know, but over over time, over the years, over the you know, doing show after show, the the, the audience helps you develop a voice on stage, a persona. Mm-hmm. So when I'm writing, I make sure I'm in that persona, and if you do it enough times, you start to anticipate what the audience is not only going to respond to, but what the audience is going to ask for. So in the beginning, yes, in the beginning, you just need to do like I did. I would do open mics. I would do uh, five minutes here, 10 minutes there. But once you develop that voice on stage, you should be pretty much good to go on your own. You get me? Right. You should be pretty much, you should trust your skills enough to write and develop 30, 40, whatever, however long the show that needs to be, essentially a one-man play. Um, since you've already found your voice. The key, though, is to find your voice. Many comedians mm. depend on an audience to tell them if they're funny or not, to tell them if what they're writing is good enough or not, instead of the comedian himself or herself <coughs> relying on their own intuitions. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to me, you know, I, I you know, have to test on my material because when you read it out loud... Yeah. Or when you're when you're doing it out loud, you could you then hear for yourself what needs to get changed. Mm-hmm. Like um, oh. you know, like that's how I did my like anti Christmas bit. You know, that's that's you know, it just um, you know, it, it like I changed punchlines because okay, that didn't flow right, but this flow right, and it got a bigger laugh. Right. But I would take that a step further and mm-hmm. say, okay, why did it get a bigger laugh? Not, oh, it got a bigger laugh. That means it's good. No, no. Why was it good? And if you can start breaking down uh, what you did, then you can start anticipating how you can recreate something similar in the future. Mm-hmm. In other words, take what the audience has given you and see if you can build your own chemistry set so that you can rely on that going forward instead of testing getting approved okay good testing getting approved then you can start anticipating you know what this is going to get approved i don't need to test it then mm-hmm. and then you can you can create more on your own and risk less which means you can actually get more done without having to stop 
test it. Stop, test it. Stop, mm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So learn more about why the audience is telling you that works. Use that as a learning tool to learn about your own skill. Yeah. Instead of always using the audience as a crutch. Well, what I what I find that you know most jokes uh, like about religion will land if you like um, like I'm not an atheist, but you, you like if you make fun of religion, since a lot of a lot of people that go to comedy shows and open mics are atheist, they just want to be they just want to laugh because it's counterculture. Right. Well, you know what? It's good that you bring this up. Yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, I've thought about this for for a while. Mm -hmm. I think it's you know it's. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's popular to say, uh, ah, you don't go in deal, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I don't believe that. I think that's cheap. And, I, I, you know, I'm religious. Yeah. So I'm not going to necessarily go up there and um, and preach or, or, or go anti the, uh, the atheist. But if I believe in something and it's a part of me, it's going to be a part of the show. So in all my shows, there's some religious element to it, uh, but it's not my way of boasting. It's not my way of, of selling religion. It's my way of demonstrating that it's a part of me, and I'm not ashamed of it. Um, mm -hmm. But I think you're right. I think it is easy to 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 bash it, and people get behind it because it's it's the cool thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's what the cool kids are doing. But that only more. It's it's just like using foul language in a comedy show. I'm a clean comic, so that motivates me to speak louder when it's my turn. Mm. Because I'm the exception now. I'm the minority, and I like it. I'm used to that role. Right. That's the role we came in when we came from Puerto Rico. Yeah. I'm not used to being part of the cool kid uh, crowd anyway. Mm -hmm. So if the cool kids are making fun of religion, mejor pa mi. Then I stand out even easy. I stand out even better. Because when I go up there and I'm proud of, of being religious, when I say, when I make fun of the fact that my family prays all the time, but I use it to my advantage, people receive me more strongly and more faithfully then the person who says, God is fake. What? That's true, man. That don't go nowhere. That mm -hmm. don't last. Yeah. But if I make fun of the way we're religious and I am, I welcome it and mm -hmm. I'm accepting of it, people are more loyal to that. They respond more favorably and more strongly than the other comics. Okay. Estoy on fire, bro. I'm telling you right now, it must be what I'm eating, pero I'm on fire. All right. Uh, what? Where? Like, you could ask me oh, a fitness shit. question. I'd you just scared the it. crap out of me just now by doing that. It's like, oh <laughs> shit! What happened? Oops. You, you could ask me a nuclear physics question. I'm on fire. I'll answer it. All right. So, uh, like, where do you where you gather your your inspiration? And uh, like, I, I know you you uh, you want to cater to like. The to cater to people who live in between the English and Spanish worlds, but how do you avoid not being like typecasted or just like, oh, he's a Puerto Rican comedian or he's just gonna talk about Puerto Rican things, and and try to like bring in people who are not part of that world, either world. It's actually not that complicated, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I, when I first started, I thought it would be you know very very complex. It really isn't mm -hmm. because my themes. Are pretty simple. My, my themes are family. Yeah. You know, my themes are relationships. My themes are career, and those are general themes that are, that apply to all of us across the board. How I express them um, then becomes a Latino kind of emphasis. Um, but how I express them within the Latino realm is a Puerto Rican type of approach. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're Puerto Rican, you go, ese, ese como mi primo, mi primo. Yeah. If you're Mexican, you go, 
uh, I don't. We don't necessarily say that word that way, but but I, we, it has the same flavor. Okay? Mm -hmm. And if you're American, then you go, well, I don't talk like that. I don't sound like that. But I went through the same struggle he did. So you know, it depends on which which filter I get you in. But my themes are broad enough that I'm gonna I'm gonna capture you in one of those filters, if not more. You see, I'm not going in talking about platano maduro. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm talking now about I'm how good my mom can cook. Yeah. Platano Maduro. But but the Irish person or the German person or the Mexican, their mother cooks X dish. Okay? So I'm talking about the fact that they can cook a dish that I can't. That 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 generation wise, there, there is no there's a miss there's a this there's no connection there. Mm -hmm. So you fill in the plate, but mine happens to be Platano Maduro, for example. Yeah. So that's a side, you know, issue. So it's not that complicated, and I've been very blessed that other people outside of Puerto Rico have identified with different themes in my show, and that's really what it's about. It's about the theme that I'm trying to get across with a point or message at the end that I'm trying to get across. All right. So what what is the what is the racial makeup of your uh, your fan base? Uh, I know you have like the Hispanics, obviously. But like other than that, what what would what would, what is like the the breakup of your fan base? I mean, I, I don't know. I'd have to call the census and have them stand outside the door. But <laughs> okay, uh, I would say you know obviously the vast majority are going to be Hispanic. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of that are going to be Puerto Rican and uh, bilingual Puerto Ricans. Mm -hmm. um, and I have no problem with that. I, I would never I would never uh, hope to cater to a specific audience. El que, el, el, a quien yo le guste, yeah. yo le guste whatever um, because uh, I feel in my opinion that who I know best is my own people right mm -hmm. and I know that my, my Puerto Rican community my bilingual Puerto Rican community is a crazy community um, they're loud they're dynamic they're obnoxious uh, and they're crazy faithful and, and I love them they, they will hate on you they will love on you and then they will tell 20 people to go to your show um, and, and that's that's who I know. If other people go, I, I welcome them. I love them. With you know, I love them. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not really catering to anybody specific. I'm catering to whoever wants to hear my message, my story, and hopefully go back and share it with their family and their friends. Yeah, I mean, the reason why I asked that, and you know, again, side note, my sister, like that's how I found out about you is through my sister. So you know. <laughs> You, you're you're telling the truth when you're like your your fans will like bring other people and you know absolutely I, like my my first thing that I saw of you was the coquito and I was like oh hell yeah 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 that's 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 you know that spoke to me you know as a Puerto Rican myself but um you know but as a comedian like you know do you do you worry about trying to like grow your fan base to like other ethnic groups so that way you could be more successful and damn fun. That didn't sound like a phone. That sounded like you were uh, pouring yourself a drink. Oh no, that that's a that's a app that I have on my phone to remind me to drink water. <laughs> that's a great app. Yeah, that's a great app. You might get that confused with having to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um. No, I you know I don't I don't um I don't get into that too much. You know, growing my fan base or 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 breaking down the the diversity of my fan base. I don't really get into that because um um I want to be so busy um. That I don't worry about that, you know. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm worried about putting enough product out there. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about 
uh, you know, um, surpassing my last show. Uh, I'm worried about, you know, presenting it, performing it in the best way that I can. Um, um, almost irrespective of who's in the audience. If there's one person in the audience or there's a thousand, I just want to I just want to impact that person, whoever that person may be. All right. So, so the end, if I yeah, see. yeah. That, that's really easy because I mean, I've been told because I've told like jokes, uh, you know, about my family, about my great grand uncle that we had to deport back to Puerto Rico because, uh, you know, when my grandfather passed away and he was like the neighborhood drunk. So, uh-huh. you know, he was always bringing trouble, you know, so, but, you know, I told, I told, I told, he, was, he was so problematic. He got deported back to Puerto Rico. Do you know how bad you got to be to be <laughs> deported to Puerto Rico? The deportation doesn't what? even apply to Puerto Rico. So if you get deported to Puerto Rico. Oh, no, no, no. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was a uh, citizen's deportation from my grandmother and my mother. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's how bad you got to be. If you're Puerto Rican and you're facing deportation from anybody, yeah. you're bad. You're just yeah. bad. Yeah, after like, like, yeah, because you know, my uncle. I, I, I'll just, I'll just go into the story and then I'll tell you what people have told me. Um, like my uncle, he would be, he would stand outside the bodega with his homies, and he ran out of his SSI check money. Mm-hmm. And luckily, there was this guy passing by with a dog. He asked my uncle to hold his dog while he went into the bodega. Some other person comes by, says, "Oh, qué lindo de su perro." And he sold the dog. <laughs> the guy comes up, beats him up, and you know. And then I'm coming home from school. I see, I see him getting loaded into the into an ambulance because he got beat up that bad. I'm like, what? I'm like, dear, what happened? He's like, mijo, that dude didn't make me spill a drop. But nice. yeah, but and this dude was in a wheelchair. <laughs> but he, but 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 your deal kept the money. Well, yeah, he kept the money. It's part of mira, it's part of the thinking. Yeah. He took a beating, kept the money, had to use the money for the for the for the hospital bill. But oh no, no, he no, he he has uh he had that gut he you know, he was getting SSI because he sued the city because he broke his leg and he refused to get it fixed, so he could continue getting money. Ay, Dios mío, Jesús. So, <laughs> well, so, you, so you so you sent him to Puerto Rico so he can work the system over there. Well, no, because my my grandmother got tired of him like getting into trouble and people coming in and breaking the building, like smashing, smashing windows, smashing the door because he owed people money here. Eso es lo que nosotros le decimos el orgullo de la familia. Yeah. Siempre hay uno, siempre hay uno. Yeah. I mean, you know, she just had enough because he, you know, he didn't want to go to the doctors to have his leg fixed because, you know. Bro, I've had enough. I'm ready to call encima. Yeah. But no, nah, he passed away. But unfortunately, oh great! Now you tell me that after I said that, really? Now you tell me that? Maybe you should have started that. You know, part of your story. No, <laughs> no, no. Because I like to get, I like to catch people like that. Like, got you in my trap. That's all. I like I even see my. He's dead. He's oh, dead. Okay, great. Well, you, okay. you, you, okay. you, you, I gotta you, go to church tomorrow anyway. You beat, you beat him down in spirit. That's no great. Thanks. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. Make me feel better. Look, like you know, but. The only problem is we couldn't bury him because he was such a drunk to put him in the ground. Oh my god. To put him in the ground, he would be toxic waste. Oh, no that's a joke actually. Okay. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, he got to work on that. I think your uncle's influencing you. Yeah. I, just no, nah, no. Nah, I, I I made I had some I made some coquito used your recipe. I'm fucked up. I mean <laughs> 
I'm faded. No, um, so who are your, like, were you influenced, um, who did you look up to? Who are your comedic heroes? Um, see, it's hard because, you know, you know, I'm a clean comic, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I consider myself very physical. So any comedian that would either, you know, could tell a story clean, uh, you know, like, let's say, for example, Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Crystal, when he would do his one-man shows, was remarkable. Um, you know, or physical comedians, uh, like uh, Martin Lawrence was very physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> comedians who talked about uncomfortable truths, like mm-hmm. Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or Sinbad, that could, that, could, that could perform for anybody. So I would take pieces from all these comedians and, and I would kind of, you know, find my own style because my style, no existe. You know, I could be on stage and, and go English, Spanish, Spanish, English. Um, there's a lot of music in my shows and I'm very physical. Mm. So my style, it would be akin to this guy and that guy and that, you know. So I, I, I hoped that I'm, a, that I'm a blend, really, right? Because we're, we're mutts, right? We're, yeah. we're a blend of different cultures here anyway. So my style, luckily, and I'm blessed for it, actually, even is, a re- is a reflection of that same type of blending mm-hmm. uh, action. You know, I hear you. So how did you how did you develop your voice? Like how did you develop like um, your comedic personality? How, how did that- I, I was very I was very lucky. I started out I started out with uh, my first show in Florida, and I moved to Chicago. I worked with a producer out there, uh, Michael Kendall. Mm-hmm. And uh, he started producing some of my shows over there, and that audience is the one that uh, helped me discover my voice, helped me discover my persona. Uh, I owe I owe a lot to to the city of Chicago for that, mm-hmm. um, because once I found it, then I was off and running. But but they were the ones that helped me discover it, and, and it is, everybody has it. It's in you. It's in you. You just have to uh, not only discover it, but then have the courage and the confidence to develop it, and not switch and keep switching but it's um, you know it's like finding and going this is me here we go and then nurture it develop it and and and, you know and and uh show uh you know show it some faith what made you want to do like clean comedy uh because i mean there's some there's a lot of comedians that they do both They'll have like a sh- a stage show where they'll they'll just get like I wouldn't say dirty like because I I wouldn't consider myself dirty I like going blue offensive like like smack you in the face with with my own truth right but what made you want like is it is it for business reasons or is it a challenge or you know is it like because you you're inside you you know you're you're a clean person. <laughs> Inside, I'm a clean person. Yeah. Uh, I haven't checked. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, no, I, you know, I've always loved entertaining my fans. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. If you've got an insurance question, you could talk to a dentist. But instead of filling you in on ways to save on your policies, he'd probably be too busy filling in that loose crown. 
Or you could talk to your local Geico agent who will use their expertise to polish up your policies from home and auto to renters, motorcycle, boat, and RV too. So while, yes, your dentist can save your smile, your Geico agent could save you money, which will make you use that smile a whole lot more. To find a Geico agent near you, visit geico.com slash local. Family. Mm-hmm. And and my family, my family is very religious. Yeah. So if you were going to be the center of attention in my family and you were going to make them laugh, you couldn't use foul language. Right. So it's the way I came up. Um, I could, you know, I'm, I can use foul language in my own private life. Mm-hmm. But but when trying to make my family laugh, which is the, the best feeling for me, that has to be in a certain way, in a certain clean way. So para me, anytime I look to perform, it's like performing in front of my family. So my audience is really just a bigger version of my family. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two... I think there's a great satisfaction out of seeing your audience comprise of an 88-year-old, a 48-year-old, you know, and an 8-year-old. And so financially, as a third reason, there's more money in that. Right. Because, you know, if you're a blue comic, you're hoping for the mom and the dad to come out and buy a few drinks. You're not getting a cut of those drinks. You're just getting their ticket. But as me, I'm hoping mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, you know, brother, sister, you know, I'm hoping, you know, they all come out. And so I'm making, you know, two, four, six times what you're making um, simply because I'm, I'm, I'm appealing to the family. So and, and, and as a fourth reason, mm-hmm. hace falta. we need more family type entertainment that we just don't. When's the last stand up comedy show that you know that a family could go to and enjoy? I wish that more there were more out there, but there isn't. So that motivates me to keep writing, to keep producing, right? Because our families deserve uh, to to go and hang out together and kind of laugh together and and go home and keep laughing and and keep making fun of their own versions of what I said. Tiende? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because what like my my personal influence are are Bill Hicks, who has the, who has this ama- had he, <clears throat> this amazing bit about uh, marketing. Like I, I don't know if you've seen that bit. You know, he's talking about a woman, you know, playing with herself, and it, the camera pulls back by Coke, and you know it, that's a powerful message on how, you know, how the marketing just just messes with us, and I can you know, and he's telling the truth, and that still holds up. Um, I mean, he's he's done clean comedy for, um, you know, when he when he was on David Letterman. But you know, a lot of his stuff is is blue, and and it holds up. It, it's it's he's he's. In fact, Richard Pryor. I mean, that bit where he lit himself on fire is one of the funniest bits. And he talks about how he, his mother was a prostitute and how he he grew up, and that that could get pretty. Right, but the yeah. but the issue mm-hmm. if, if we're going to talk about specifically about Richard Pryor, you know, language is an expression uh, foul language is oftentimes an expression of an emotion yes attitude of an attitude yes so professional comedians say for, say for example richard pryor could easily do that bit or can easily tell that story without using the foul language they use it to accentuate an emotion or an attitude right so it's almost like a surgeon uses a tool the problem is that most times people use that as a crutch Mm. And they say the F word uh, to, to get a laugh. 
uh, or, or, or to accentuate a joke because it's a dead joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, language is a powerful tool, and I respect it. <clears throat> There's not one way better or the other. I can I, I can argue that my way is better for me, mm-hmm. but but I but there are comedians that I I think are hilarious that use foul language, and I love them. I love them, but it's just not my style, right? It's like right. trying to write left-handed. I can I can do it. It's ugly, but it's not natural for me. It doesn't flow. Mm-hmm. Just like some comedians just can't get the foul language out of their head because they, they literally use that to walk. It's their crutch. But a smart comedian, uh, like you said, maybe they can do both, can say, no, you know what? I can remove the words because all I can do is I just, I just use that word to remind me of the emotion that I'm trying to feel. Mm-hmm. But if I can sell them on the emotion, then I can sell them on the joke, which is why stand-up, the, the part that is often overlooked in stand-up comedy, it's the acting part. You got to be a good actor because you you, you got to be able to sell that joke visually, physically. And, and, and again, there are some comedians that are just all wordy and that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not really my style. I can't really relate to that. Right. That's like that's like trying to understand German. But a good comedian knows both how to act and how to tell a joke. You know, and again, Richard Pryor, uh, Martin Lawrence, you know, Billy Crystal, fascinating individuals for that because they they take you into their world and you see it. You see it, and that's magic for me. That's <clears throat> kind of who I try to aspire to be in a way when I'm on stage. Okay. Um, oh, goodness. I can't believe I just uh, ran out of questions. <laughs> um, well, you do have a show. Let, let me. You do have a show coming up on January 31st at the Orlando uh, Repertory Theater in Orlando, Florida, January 31st. And February first. And February first. Um, what did you do to to? Um... Oh, you uh, was. Oh, wait. What? Oh, let me ask this first. So, what what part of New York are you from? White Plains, New York. It's about twenty minutes north of the Bronx. Oh, oh, that's upstate. Ain't upstate. <laughs> that's bro. upstate. We can. Nah. That's upstate. That's... Expand your horizon. <laughs> that's uh. Like uh, that's upstate Albany's in Canada, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, it might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> like anything, anything in Westchester County that's upstate. That ain't even right. That ain't even right. <laughs> in fact, Yonkers doesn't exist. It's Westchester County. Wow. <laughs> just, just, just because we're civilized up there, I don't mean we get treated differently. <laughs> well, you get more of the taxes. Your teachers get paid more. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and also, I'm no Romeo on that. You have a show coming up on Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got the, my old Spanish show, Capicu, January mm-hmm. 31st and February 1st at, Lo- at the Orlando Repertory Theater. Mm-hmm. All this information can be found on lecastro.com. And then on Valentine's, we're doing a comedy concert with the singer Johnny Rivera from oh. Puerto Rico. Uh, and he's going to be performing on stage with me um, uh, February 14th in Chicago. Again, lecastro.com. Yeah, yeah. The, at the Copernicus Theater in uh, Chirac. 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 What are you talking about, bro? That's that's what they call it. Is Chirac? Who's they? Who you talking to? The wrong day. Oh, okay. Is that is that your deal talking to you again? From, yeah, yeah. No, he from the other side. From yeah, the other side? I. You know what the mercado? He, you know, he called me. You know. Yeah. What the mercado is alive? Oh, oh, you're saying he called you to channel your uncle? Yeah, pretty much. If Walter Mercado can channel your uncle, then he's got some powers, bro. 
Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone, every, like the the whole world stops for Walter Mercado. Walter Mercado is the man. He's too pretty. Or the woman. One yeah, of those he's, two. He's either really, way, he is the human being to be reckoned with. When, when I first saw him when I was young, it was like, I hear this deep voice coming out of a woman's face. I I freaked out. Like, yo, what's going on? Oh no, he's a man. I'm like, what? But well, no, people and people freak out because he's actually 224 years old. Yeah, <laughs> people don't know that. No, people don't know that. No, he's 224 years old. Yeah, but his girlfriend is 24. Absolutely right. Yes. That that's that that that's what messes me up because I'm 31. I can't get a 24 year old. Yeah, you can. You can get a 24 year old friend. That's what you can get. Yeah, a 24 year old. Yeah. I I am now the proud owner of a fully loaded 2014 friend zone. Yes. Yeah. Lucky guy. You're a lucky guy. Yeah, you know. I'm still making payments. <laughs> I pay I pay the cell phone bill. Uh, uh, she needs she needs 10 bucks here and there, you know. Yeah, there's a there's a word for a, a friend like you in Puerto Rico. <laughs> it it rhymes with conejo. Oh, pendejo. <laughs> pendejo. I was, I was like, yeah. Te conejo, Nah. Tu pagaste los billes de ella. Actually, if you want to take it, if you want to take it old school, I could be called on my mouth, like, real quick. Yeah, well, hey, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't argue against it. Take it, take it old school. Like, I still laugh when my uncles say that, like, because no one says that no more. Unless, unless you are one. Yeah. So, um... So where, where did, so you grew up in White Plains? So I mean, did you did you go to the city, or I mean, when you when you first started out, like um... no, I when well, you know I, I went to high school and college in New York, but then I went to Florida for law school, mm. and uh, that's where I started kind of writing and performing was in Orlando, uh, before going to Chicago and kind of doing it more full time. Um, I went back to the city a couple of years ago performed off-Broadway as part of the solo festival um, and I won best stand-up for that festival mm. um, but it's 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 just a matter of staying busy and 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 uh, hitting enough markets uh, Connecticut as well as is, is a great city Bridgeport. really give it up for Bridgeport it's a, it's a <laughs> big city beautiful community up there Indiana uh, Florida we're hoping to do Texas mm. um, this year but you know just kind of you know bringing the show to the people you know because right. what we do is just not really there's no home base for it so you know wherever we're at we're just always looking to expand you know where where would you consider your your like uh where most of your fans are is chicago orlando new york well, right now chicago because i've done the most years in chicago right mm -hmm. but um you know but hopefully we can like i said we can change that and, and we, I have a great fan base, like I said, in, in Connecticut. I have a great fan base in um, upstate New York. <laughs> I have a great fan base in Orlando. You, you know, we just keep growing. I, again, I don't want to I don't want to get comfortable in one place. I, I want to, you know, take it to the people. I want to go. I want to travel. I want to go to Hawaii. We got a great community out in Hawaii. Why not? <clears throat> I want to go to Puerto Rico mm -hmm. you know, and do a show for all my uh, for all my haters over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Haters. They're waiting for me, bro. They're waiting for me. There people hating on you in PR? I don't know. That's, that's in our nature. It's in our blood, bro. We're natural haters, bro. As soon as I, as soon as I get on stage, they'll be like, ah, como camina. Ah, the conmigo. They're waiting for me. I'm, and I'm, I'm ready for them. I'm ready. Getting ready to throw canepas. 
Eh, no, nada, nada, nada. Esto no vale la pena. Yo no voy a desperdiciar las clínicas en este tipo. <laughs> no, he's not even good enough to waste a canepa. <laughs> no vale la pena. Esta canepa, mira, la rica. Yeah, I know, right? This, this is delicious. He's not. <laughs> no vale la pena. And it'll be, it'll be a fat fuck like me. Be like, nah, I ain't wasting no food. We need to throw it at him. Mira este. Shoot. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not throwing this tomato at him. I gotta make some sofrito. <laughs> what you talking about? So, have you have you done a video making sofrito? Because I see I I uh, I see you did totones one on one chuleta. Yeah, we did totones chuletas and coquito one on one. And then we've done a couple of other videos, just kind of calling, prank calling, and stuff like that. Just having fun. You know, oh, I mean, just um, you know. I, I do. I do prank calls too. I yeah. That's I love the, it. That's it's that's fun. what that's what got me that's what got me started because I I've done this podcast before I started doing stand up. Okay. Yeah, like a lot of people just like oh play the, I I um. Okay, is there anyone around you? Any young children around you? Because you asking that now after you've been talking the way it's yeah, a little late yeah, for that, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I call I called this I called this Mexican restaurant as a white guy. I said, do you do you serve Hugo de Mamao? Mm. <laughs> and they're like, what? Que fue, orale, pero dime de que, de que Hugo, de que? You mean mame? No, no, no. Hugo de mama. Yeah, brother. Yeah, so. It's, um. In fact, can, can I play one of your, like, uh. One of your videos? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Here's, um. Here's the Made in uh, Puerto Rico promo clip. Just uh, check them out. Go to youtube.com slash Eli Zaldi. Actually, or just elicastro.com. All my clips are out there. Oh, well, there you go. See, I'm trying to make it hard for people. Yeah, yeah, and I'm trying to make it easy. Yeah. That's, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn, I'm a hater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it. A All tiny right. frog so native to the island that if you take it away from Puerto Rico, it dies. It gets its name from the sound it makes at night, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got a stuttering coquita. <laughs> Yo, that's rare, bro. Save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but that's our symbol, right? That's like the eagle is a symbol of the United States, right? But how do you always see the eagle? Don't you always see the eagle? Like flying in the sky, right? With his wings spread out, right? Todo majestic. Or he'll be perched on a branch, right? With his chest out, right? Todo proud. And the eagle always looks mad, don't he? He's like... Be like, yeah! I would go to battle for that eagle, right? How do we show off our cookie? <laughs> we stand that frog up. We put a big baba on him. Right? <laughs> With a little white tank top, right? It's always like two sizes too small because it's guppy sticking out. 
Little belly button showing. You didn't know frogs had belly buttons, right? Coquis do. Little cut off jean shorts with chancletas. You know? <laughs> and the coquis always tired, right? Because we always got to land down on a maca. Just. And then we got to make up the party cookie, right? We'll put a drink in his hand. <laughs> Always looks like he's had one drink too many. Me <laughs> orgullo. All right. Uh, again, check him out. That go to uh, elicastro.com. Check out all his clips. Um, okay, well, like uh, as a lawyer, what do you what do you think about what's going on with all this police brutality, like with Eric Garner, with Michael Brown? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Have you spoken about that? I can't hear a word you're saying. How about now? Okay, now. Yeah, I don't talk about that. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's not really my. Um, I don't really create a forum for that, but but I'm I'm well aware of it. You know, what I would say is, you know, there's bad people everywhere. You know, there's there's you know there's bad criminals, there's good criminals, there's there's good cops, there's bad cops. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, it's I think it's a flaw to group. Garner and Brown together. I think those are two completely different cases. For example, mm. uh, I thought I thought uh, the grand jury should have indicted on the on the Garner case, uh, and they didn't. So maybe I'm missing something, right? We we don't all know everything. <clears throat> so that leads me to believe that maybe I'm missing an important piece of information. Um, it's it was tragic what happened to. Um, Officer Ramos and uh, his partner in Brooklyn. That's just um, yeah. devastating. And, and it's more devastating that, that something like that would, would spark anger amongst um, New Yorkers in terms of the, the mayor and the, and the police commissioner and, and all this uh, political dispute. When at the heart of it, I wanted to know more about those officers, right? I wanted to know more about Officer Ramos and, 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 his, and his 13-year-old son and I thought, you know, more attention should have been paid to, to them because, you know, we lost two unsung heroes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And instead, <clears throat> we had to listen to uh, uh, political uh, discourse and, and, yeah. and, and fights and, and all that. So, uh, it's, we, we live, I'm telling you, we live in a very, in a very uh, depressing time, very tragic. And I think that laughter is at a premium. Oh, yeah. We, we often overlook it, and then when we enjoy it, we wish we had more of it. Do you think, um, I mean, you, you are a prosecutor, so do you, do you think that, you know, Latinos, blacks are, 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 are constantly messed over? <clears throat> well, yeah, and, I, you know, I can speak more for Latinos, right? Because okay. the problem with Latinos is that we face, the, the, you know, a double barrier. Mm-hmm. A dark-skinned Latino who doesn't speak very much English is already, you know, down two strikes. So when the police force is not representative of the community it, it polices, mm-hmm. <clears throat> now 
you're, 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 you got three strikes, you're out, right? So uh, oftentimes, you know, let's say a, a Mexican immigrant, you know, is, is easy target. You know, when he comes out of a bar, that's an easy traffic stop. Uh, and he's not going to be able to represent himself well at the traffic stop. Oftentimes, he's not going to have enough money to hire a private attorney. He's going to be given a public defender who is not going to speak his language, who won't represent him well. And then it goes on and on and on. Uh, he may plead guilty to something he very well did not you know, do. Um, so it all starts at that street level, right? So if, if we had more of us at the police level or more of us at, at the prosecutorial level uh, or more of us at the bench as judges, um, then we have a better shot of equalizing a lot of the, the wrongs that are going on every single day because of, in my opinion, language. Language is a big, big problem. And when you couple that with, with uh, race uh, or color of your skin, you know, you're done. You're done. You're absolutely done. Right. I mean, playing devil's advocate, if, from what I've heard people make the argument, uh, if they want to be treated better, how come they don't just learn the English <coughs> language? The people who, whoever says that, yeah, you just turn around and go, how many languages you know? Mm -hmm. And they'll say, oh, just one. Well, why don't you go and start and learn German? Okay? Go learn Russian. And tell me how easy that is. Well, uh, I don't go to, I don't, I'm not in Russia. I'm not in Germany. Just learn the language. Mm -hmm. Just try and learn to say two sentences. Mm -hmm. You understand? It's a very difficult thing to have to. And the fact is that most of us end up picking that second language. So, you know, we, you overlook it. But knowing two languages is a huge advantage. And soon we're going to be the majority. So if you only know English, for example, and you live in America and you don't know Spanish, you done, son. Mm -hmm. You get me? You're the minority. You better start learning Spanish because you live in America. You understand? So, yeah, you don't want to learn German and Russian to prove my point? Then learn Spanish. Okay, Baba? Because, and you're probably going to be learning it from me because I'm going to be teaching you because I'm going to be speaking in Spanish to you right. very soon. You get me? So, you know, we need to get past this whole learn English thing and, and be treated equally. Uh, how about, you know, you treat me equally regardless of the language I speak? I'm running for office, bro. I'm running for office. Like I will, I'm on fire. Yes, you. Would you run as a Democrat or independent? Democrat, Republican? I would run, I was run, I would run as Puerto Rican. Okay? I would run as a Lucille. Okay? I would run como que me de la gana. I'd be de Democrat one day, Republican the next, because it's how it, whatever. All right. Libertarian, and then I would go independent, and then I would go PNB, and then I would go estadista, and then I would go peep, lo que sea. All right. Yeah. In fact, I'll, I'll fly I'll fly under the coquille flag. I don't care. That's right. The party of the coquille. <laughs> start every... Para me y para ti. Start every debate with it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's our slogan. El partido del cogi para mí y para ti. Yep, that's right. Let's do this. So, <laughs> um, oh wow, wow, damn! An hour just went past quick, huh? I gotta go, brother. My phone's running out of battery. Oh, oh, you're on your phone? Oh, I guess so. What'd you think? 
What what did you think it was gonna be? Uh, wait, we walkie talkies? What? <laughs> I thought laptop. I'm on my laptop. I, I'm I'm running. Be, yeah, you're a lot you're a lot smarter than I am. I just use my phone. I got my I got my mixer here. I I got, I got my mini 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 laptop called my iPhone. Ah, that's why you gotta get a, you gotta get an external battery. Oh, maybe you should pay me for this interview, and I could afford it. Oh, well, I, I, <laughs> someone if if I start getting paid. <laughs> Been doing this eight years for free. I'm a jerk. I'm gonna hold you to that. I'm gonna hold you to that. I'm gonna come get you when I find out you're getting paid. <laughs> you know how many people will come get me when they start getting paid? Like, remember uh, when uh, I was on your show? I don't I don't, I don't. I don't worry about that. I don't do lines. Just yeah. remember, I'm gonna be there. All right. I'll be. I'll be the one ducking. <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's. Uh, that's EliCastro.com. Bro, uh, bro. It's elicastro.com. Oh, if if you were, I mean, if you were blanquito, I'd be like, you know what, I let it pass. Yeah. But papa, come on. I mean, I got my family going. ¿Qué está diciendo de que Eli? Ese muchacho se llama Eli Castro. My bad. Elicastro.com, and I and I say the Castro with the with the fucking accent, like I'm about something. Elicatro.com. Just uh, you can go to Elicatro.com. All of a sudden, I don't know why when you have to speak Spanish, you sound like you barely know how to speak English because yeah, no, this I, is how I speak as, uh, English when I'm trying to speak Spanish. Yeah, no. Said, yeah, you know, I'm a jerk. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so from there, you could uh, follow him on his Facebook, his Twitter, his Instagram, and his LinkedIn in case you need him to endorse you for, uh, it, you know, Pataleo Maker if you're trying to get See, there you go again. Pataleo, Pataleo, Elicastro, Elicastro.com, Pataleo. It's like you have your own different, when you speak, try to speak Spanish, it's like a different person. Um, yo, you be like chilling like this, you talk normal, and then you be like, yo, check it. So you can make some pataleo, and then you can go to elicatro.com, and then, you know, you know, you can make it happen once we eat some pataleo and empanada. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) That's awesome. That's what I'm saying. That's your own character. You're developing that voice. It just changes quite a bit when you try to speak Spanish, you yeah, you should hear me uh, speak. Try to speak Polish. Oh, that that's that's for another that's for another yeah, podcast. Dzień dobry, jak się and and then I start laying bricks. I don't know. That sounded like you were trying to say pastelillos. Pastelio. Pastelio. Elicatro.com. Pastelio. I can't. Yeah. See, that's that's what ha- that see see my family makes fun of the way I speak Spanish because I I I like since English is my first language. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying and, to learn. And, now. Sp- and Spanish is your eighth. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like I can say hello to a Japanese person with no fucking accent, and oops, any ki- children around there? I just said the f word like ten. I don't understand times. why you asking an hour after the fact. You you've been I don't, you've been dropping the f bomb like you know it's popcorn at a movie theater. Well, you know the the delicious, you know. Just like pateleos, pa- they're very pateleos. delicious. They're delicioso. Hey, wait! I can say paparena. There you go. There you go. Papa Rihanna. I don't even know what that sounded like. Rihanna. Papa Rihanna. Look, I can roll my arms. Yeah. Papa Rihanna. I'm the only one in my. I'm, very delicioso. Yeah, I'm the only one in my family that can roll my arms, but I can't speak. I can barely speak Spanish. It's it's, <laughs> a, it's atrocious. I know. Just, just sit there going. That's it. That's just. That's all you should say. Oh, when I was when I was a little kid, I thought speaking Spanish was basically speaking English with a Span- fake Spanish accent. 
that's pretty much how you're doing it now. Yeah, that's pretty horrible, much. Bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, it's horrible. <laughs> you, you've horrible. come a very short way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I try hard. That's what. Ca- that's what. That's all that matters. It's, sometimes. it's, a, it's the thought that counts. Like you just want the E for effort, right? Pinned on your shirt. Like yeah, pretty, mu- pretty much. When 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 I'm in when I'm in New York City and a Spanish person comes up to me, a Spanish person comes up to me and starts talking to me in Spanish and asks for directions, I just start running. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they go, okay, let's, vamos a seguirlos. Él nos va a enseñar. Vamos a seguirlos. Él va a estar corriendo. Vamos, seguirlos. Yeah. You're like, no, no, I'm trying to get away from you. No, no, no. Demuéstranos. Enséñanos dónde está el sitio. And then they start judging you. What? You don't speak Spanish, but you're Hispanic. Yeah. And and I just that's like, your cross. That's your cross to bear, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just give me a, give me a crown of thorns, and I'll. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll you went there, bro. Too soon, bro. It's only been two thousand years. Too soon. Oh, really? I'm sorry. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. That's that's just me jabbing my finger in my in my open wound on the side. Yeah. So, so anyways, thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, uh, you're welcome to come on anytime. Be like, me up and let me on, and I'm like, okay, I'll just I'll do I'll do it. I appreciate, it, brother. I appreciate the invite. Yeah. So again. Eli, Eli. Ay, Dios mío. Tú ves lo que yo te digo. Tú ves que este tipo no sabe. Como que it goes in one ear y se sale por la boca, como un, just vomitando. And, and you call yourself Bruto. <laughs> See, I know. We, we speak the Bruto language. Yeah. One Bruto knows another. Yeah. So. That's, that's why I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's calling himself Bruto. He don't know. He don't know. Elicastro.com. I got, I got my black belt in Brutoness. Yep. yep. Okay, Master Bruto, it's been a pleasure. Konnichiwa. Domarigato. Obemo. Yo te bendiga. All righty. So, uh, yeah, that's been the Crotch Out Radio Show. And uh, as always, from my house to your house, mahalo. And that's the end of my show, Doc. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. If you've got an insurance question, you could talk to a dentist. But instead of filling you in on ways to save on your policies, he'd probably be too busy filling in that loose crown. Or you could talk to your local Geico agent, who will use their expertise to polish up your policies from home and auto to renters, motorcycle, boat, and RV too. So while, yes, your dentist can save your smile, your Geico agent could save you money, which will make you use that smile a whole lot more. To find a Geico agent near you, visit geico.com slash local.